adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. It is definitely part of being a, a reporter, being on TV that I don't think people get to see, but like that, especially if you're like doing other things and then you have like three minutes to MacGyver something up. Yes. <laughs> to get your shot right before you go on air. Yeah. I would never do that. I would always be a little too nervous for that. But I mean, during we started doing a lot of that. Russ, there was not as much of that like before the pandemic. And then when the pandemic hit and all of a sudden it was like we all realized video conferencing existed. Mm -hmm. Um, Sports Talk Live was doing it remote. Marquee was doing it remote from our houses. And so you had to like set up everything with your house at your house to do this. And my wife would get pretty annoyed because I would set it up and I wouldn't want to take it down every day. Like, I don't mind setting it up in a hotel room or whatever, but like. I, if I set this up on Monday and I got to use this Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, then like I don't want to take it down. And so it, like I would use our dining room, which, again, as you know, it's it, there are so many uncontrollable factors in my house versus your house. Like you can set something up how you want it. You don't have to worry about dogs barking, about the Correct. doorbell ringing, Correct. about kids. Is somebody going to knock this over? Uh, where in where is any place in the house where I can make it look like there aren't a bunch of toys and books and whatever in the background? And so our dining room ended up being the place where I did that. And uh, my wife was not real thrilled about that. Have you guys ever had to uh, uh, do a Zoom meeting or do an interview from the from the bathroom? No. See, Tom. No. What do you mean have to? Why would you anybody? Know, you why know, would you, you do know, that? Emergencies. No. Emergencies. No. What kind of emergency? What are you talking about? I've definitely talked about okay. the bulls. You should you, But you have. But you here's Tony. You, you shouldn't talk. I, Tony, I, do, you know what I, do? I don't. I don't want to entertain him because he knows what he's doing. Like he's doing this to get the rise out of us for context sake. No, no. And, I'm, and, I'm, and he may have very well talked about the bulls sitting on the toilet taking a dump, but he know he's not showing himself on camera while sitting on a toilet. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, just in general, like you can hide a lot of like, how many times have people have been in meetings where, you know, a business up top, casual, you know, no, it's, it's similar. It's similar. It's just, you know, if you're doing an interview, a phoner, or if you're, you know, you're in a meeting, just shut off the camera real quick. You know, you said phoner, right? Phoner, right? Okay, just checking. Um, but yeah, you know, emergencies pop up. You have to you hit that quick mute button. They, Tony, Tony, you there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And then just go back to mute. No, you know, Tony. Do you know what I do when somebody calls me and the phone's ringing and I'm in the bathroom or I've got a bite of food in my mouth? Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't answer it. Man, I just control your body. I just call that person back you gotta, a couple you, minutes you later. Nobody, want, nobody wants me to answer a that. Scheduled interview and the tummy's rumbling. Not the tummy. What do you, I mean, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? What's you the choice ask, you make? You tell them I need five or 10 minutes. They don't want to talk to you in that state. Whew. It's easier said than done. You got a scheduled no, no, it isn't. interview. Oh my scheduled God. Scheduled meeting. That's Tony, I promise you. People post pandemic. Tony, 
I, t- I, prom- I promise you, if I have, if I'm booked for eleven on somebody's show, and I got to take a dump right at eleven uh, ten fifty eight, it might not be great, and I'll feel bad. But I'm taking that dump. Like I'm taking that right now. Like I'm 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 texting Rick Camp or Jay Zawoski back in the day, or 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 or, or my man Ray Diaz, or and I'm be like you. Uh, can you push the boy back by ten ben- minutes? No pun intended. Or can can you flip flop me and a guest, move them up, and I'll take the later slot? Like whatever. Do we need to rebook for tomorrow? I but like bro, holding especially when you got that one that's at the door, mm-hmm. man. Like uh, DK Metcalf. Yep. Right? Sometimes you got You got to. You got to hold. You you're not gonna make it. And so, <laughs> am I holding it in and having? to give short answers to get me out of here? Or do I go to the bathroom so I can be my best self on it? Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a, that's a hard choice for some mm-hmm. people. Because sometimes it, it sneaks up on you. How many, like, I remember um, I was working at the law firm and they were training us on this new way to doing things. And it was very important. Yes. And I was like, hey, man, I'm sorry. Somebody else is going to have to reteach me. Cause I gotta go, and it's not one of those quick ones. All right. This is what you said to a person is, at, a, at an gonna, office. It's at gonna, a gonna law be firm. a minute. It's gonna be a minute, minute. <laughs> this is not <laughs> one of those quick ones. <laughs> uh, so they're like, all right, all right, all right, Tony. You know, do your thing. It's always better to be honest. Like, uh, what am I gonna say? Like, I can't say, oh, I gotta take this phone call. It's very important, right? I, 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 I you can I have say, to say this. Oh I have gosh. to stay here and, to and, go, and learn no. this. We need to go back oh. to the adult lessons like, hey, for you because hey man. Oh, no, no, I rubbing. agree. Mm-hmm. I agree that honesty is actually the best policy. I do agree with that. I do. But uh, can you excuse me for five minutes is honest enough? Yeah, but I need to be honest, though. It's not going to be five minutes. <laughs> I may miss this whole session right here. I'm just, I just want to make you aware that I, I may miss this whole teaching moment. Can't right you here. just say I... <laughs> So before you, before somebody wonders where is where is Tony or why isn't Tony here before we do all of that, I gotta let you know. Okay, there's trouble in the door. So you you would rather have everybody <laughs> instead. You would rather have everybody thinking about specifically exactly what you're doing than to be thinking, oh, where's Tony? It's natural, man. Well, I know it is. Yes, I know. And you're very you seem thrilled to be talking about it, but maybe like. Maybe everybody else doesn't want that visual. Maybe everyone else would be totally satisfied with, hey, um, I need to step out for a minute and I'll be back. But I, I don't want them other guys that it's going to be a minute, right? It's going to be a minute. No, we know. We get it. We get it. You've made that clear. You're going to be in there for a while. Minute, minute. That, right. That's, that's like triple the time. Yeah. Thanks, Tone. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure. With my co-host, Russ Dorsey, we're going to try to uh, regather ourselves here and figure out how to have a show. Tony Gill on the boards. Tony Gill, this is his last show with us as an unmarried, Russ. Ooh. Yes, Russ is very against the wedding. <laughs> Russ is in the wedding. He's all right. I was about to say, I'm in the wedding, so that's funny. Um, no, nah, man, I, I'm, I'm messing with Tom, but this is uh, his last week of the old freedom of, of ling- legally singleness. Yeah, he's happy to hand over his freedom. You're not happy for him about this. You're going to hit this age now, Russ. You're getting it. You're in your late twenties, right? Yeah. 
where your friends are going to be getting married. It's been happening. And they're going to be disappearing. They're not going to be as available. They're not going to be as. uh, Yep. My brother has gone through this and is. uh, has been very unhappy about it. I'm seeing who's the real ones and who are, who are not. Okay, All right. Okay, those those of us who have to spend time with our wife and kids are not the real ones. I get yeah, it. That yeah, that sucks. That right? makes sense. You don't love your wife like that. Oh, you do. You do. But <laughs> I was just playing. All my friends love their wives. My wife is amazing. She is. That's why it's a joke. It's a joke. Sports Jason actually knows I love her. She does. She does. <laughs> My wife really is. People say that about their wives because they have to. My wife actually is amazing. I'm going to put this out there before you do the read, and I know you want to get to it, but I, the things we say on this podcast are, are like jokes. <laughs> <laughs> like I've had too many people think like we, we're serious. Most of the times, unless I say I'm serious, it's a joke. It's well, that is going to be a real thing for you. That, I mean, and it is a real thing for you right it now. It is 100% a real thing for me. Your friends are disappearing. Like yeah, that they kind of that they is kind true. Of like, the kind of like informal, you know, fraternity that you're in is like is dwindling. Being a single friend is kind of whack too. That's, that's I love having thing. single friends. Single friends are the best because they're always available. Well, don't make it sound like we ain't got shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> you do, but you have you have stuff going on that you can reschedule. You don't yes, have to yes. They're not, they're not gonna move the dance recital to. Uh, you know, Saturday afternoon for me because I was out too late last night with Russ and uh, Lawrence, you know? Yeah, true. Truth. Sports Adjacent is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. That's our link. Special for our show, special for our listeners. You go to that link, you don't even need a promo code. You're in the door. uh, Sheetsgiggles.com slash SA, and you will automatically get $230 off their new mattress. And those things look good. Those look comfortable. I want to treat one of those mattresses like my own personal bounce house. See, here's you know the I, thing. Here, you know what I'm saying? Here's the, here's the thing, Jason. You know you're what almost, I mean. you're almost You're almost doing it too much. You're giving too You got to be more subtle than that. All right, I'll work on it. Uh, they are made from uh, they are made from eucalyptus, like pretty much everything is with uh, sheets and giggles and uh, eucalyptus, steel, and latex. They are sustainable. They are made for perfect kind of medium level comfort. I was at a hotel, Russ. I'm telling you, man, somebody's got to sign up with sheets and giggles. One of these hotel chains does because I was staying at a hotel. I'm not going to name the name, and I usually like this hotel chain. It's, I'm very happy with my hotel chain, but I'd be happier with somebody that signed up with sheets and giggles. The mattress was too soft. Typically, I think when you have a problem with the mattress at a hotel, it's too hard. It's like you can't get comfortable on it. This one was too soft, and it was equally uncomfortable. Sheets and Giggles mattress is like perfect medium firmness. You're going to love it. And it is designed to keep you cool, to have airflow through the mattress. So, like, you stay kind of nice and cool when you're sleeping, which I love. Uh, And $230 off, that's pretty good. So go to sheetsgiggles.com slash S-A. You will automatically get $230 off the mattresses. Look around at the sheets and stuff like that, too, because we all have the the sheet set, the sheet set. That's what it's called, and it should be called that. We all have it on our beds. We all love it. You're a uh, medium firmness guy, yeah? That's right. I'm medium firm. Tone, you're a medium firmness guy? No, I need the the firmness. Yeah, I'm I'm a full firm. Full firm firm. guy. Yeah, Jason, I will say, like, you you are getting up there, so you seem like a medium firmness type of guy. I thought as you get older, you want a firmer mattress. 
I thought like for your back or something. Well, I, I imagine most men at your age like uh, a firmer mattress, but can't always get there. Sometimes it's just semi-firm. Yeah, yeah. Medium or sleep? medium, aka medium. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> abort the question I was about to ask. Actually, <laughs> no, please ask it. I was interested. That's nah, fine. No, I, Jason, don't do this. Uh, do you sleep on your back or your stomach? Oh, I'm a side guy. Side guy. That's kind of stomach, right? No, no. <laughs> side to side. It's- it's kind of closer to stomach than back. No, it's not. Okay. Side is side. So side sleeping is all, is actually better for you if you have a bad back or if you have a bad neck. Sleeping on your back is probably the way to go. It's less comfortable. But sleeping on your side, you have to make sure, one, because I've had a nerve neck stuff going on the last year or so. Mm. so I had to get that figured out. Um, if you're a side sleeper like I am, Having a firm pillow is the best. Like I'm a firm pillow guy. So sometimes you go to we we stay in hotels often, like you and I do. You get the 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 the, the smushy pillow. That's what I had at this hotel. Bad in New York too. That was the same thing, Russ. In New York, I had soft mattress, squishy like two soft pillows. Yeah, the squishy pillow is no good. Um, it is. But so you have to have the firm pillow if you're a side sleeper. You also have to have the firm mattress. Like I do, but I have a hybrid mattress where it is part uh, traditional mattress with coil, part gel mattress or uh, gel memory foam, whatever you want to call it. But it's the the firmest of the two, but it gives you that give where your body is aligned. So you want to make sure your body's aligned, your spine is aligned with your Mm. neck. Uh, But yeah, it's the benefit of side sleeping. Okay. I sleep on my stomach. I would rather sleep bad, on my bad back. Bad for you. Bad for you. Yeah. Well, the time when I sleep on my back, I feel better in the morning when I wake up. My body feels better. But I have a hard time falling asleep on my back. It's just not how I've done it. I've slept the same way since I was like five years old. I had actually a very interesting day uh, yesterday where I I took my kids for the day, to my daughters, to do some stuff. And uh, one of the things we had to do was we needed to go birthday present shopping my wife so we went to woodfield mall that is like the uh gosh what would you call that is that the best mall around in the chicago area uh it's been it's been around for a long time and it doesn't seem to have like fallen apart like other malls have it still seems like it's got all the stores woodfield is in oakbrook terrace yeah no no woodfield's in schaumburg what's in oakbrook terrace oakbrook mall i know what you're talking about yeah, no. That mall's okay, so pretty good. Maybe they're rival malls. Maybe. But it, it is it, it if you if you're in the Chicagoland area, uh Woodfield Mall was the one of the peak malls in in the burbs. I grew up 15 20 minutes away from it, so it was maybe a little more uh common. Uh, I, would I did not. a little more frequently than you. Yeah. yeah. I I was a uh Lincoln Mall guy. Shout out to the South Burbs in Matson. Then you had uh, River Oaks, which was, you know, uh, a lot of riffraff happened over in River Oaks, over in Cal City. Uh, but you could still get some good shopping. And then you had, what's the, the Chicago Ridge? You had that mall. And then obviously you, Gurney Mills way, way far north yeah. by Six Flags where you uh, go to the uh, almost the border. The outlet mall. Yes. 
That was a real treat going to the Outlet Mall. Or you could go to Chicago Land Outlet or Chicago uh, Outlets in in Aurora or uh, what's the one across from O'Hare? Chicago Rosemont. The one is, yeah. But that's new. I think. I think that's pretty new. Aurora and Gurnee were there when I was a kid. Uh, I think the one by the airport is is pretty new. Um, I still like a good Outlet Mall. Uh, the mall was awesome when I was a kid. I don't know about you guys because you guys are maybe like 10 years younger than me, but the mall was still very much the place to be when I was a kid. Like they had all the good stores like American Eagle and they had Cinnabon and uh, Sabaros. Like the mall was a good hang. If you were, go- so, if your mom was Sabaro, taking- man, it's a good time at the mall. I don't care what you did. Your mama make you walk around two hours. You got Sabaro. It was a good day. I do remember that. I remember like there was a lot of, we would go to the mall, but it wasn't always just for me, it was like my mom buying stuff. There'd be a lot of standing around, waiting around. But if you got some Sabaros or some Cinnabons, my friend, then uh, that was a pretty good mall trip. But uh, I took my kids to Woodfield Mall and they went uh, like you take these kids to there. I'm like, where do you guys want to go to look for stuff for mom? And so like three or four of their stores were a good idea. They had a great idea. Like, let's go to Anthropology. Let's go to Bath and Body Works. Uh, my eight-year-old daughter washed her hands, she said, at 12 times, I think, at Bath and Body Works. Just a different soap every time. It's a fun experience for them. <laughs> but then they then they said that uh, where they wanted to go to look for stuff for my wife, who is, uh, you know, my age, was Claire's. And do you guys know what Claire's is? You wouldn't have any reason to know what Claire's is. Yeah, we would. Uh, Claire's is where the, the young girls get got their ears pierced and some young dudes got their ears pierced. My sister worked at Claire's. Okay, there you go. Uh, that is uh, also known as my personal hell because one of the things that they do there is it's like uh, you can't just go into Claire's and buy one thing because they always have this deal of buy three, get three free. And so the kids don't realize that at first, of course, and they pick out some things and they're like, oh, we can get three things for free. Which maybe it was all a big scam on me, but like I, it was long. They were looking around in there long enough that I wanted to go lay down on a bench outside of the mall and just, you know, take a nap while I waited for them. But anyway, we go through the whole mall experience and they like it. And these are kids that are growing up in, you know, 2022 and like they complain that stuff they order on Amazon doesn't come fast enough. So the mall is pretty old timey to them. But uh, we get home and. I'm making dinner and the kids are in the kitchen with my wife. And we have a lot of adult level conversations with our kids, even though they're eight and 11 because they're deep thinkers and they can handle it. And uh, I'm coming inside from the grill and my wife is fielding the question from my eight year old of uh, can black people be racist to white people? And we have a lot of conversations about societal issues and racism and things like that in our house. And I was like, wow, where did that, where did that come from? And that, of course, was my question was, where did this question come from? And it came from, she said, well, I saw a black woman at the mall wearing a shirt that said, white men can't jump. That <laughs> is, uh... And she, of course, has no idea that that's a movie. She doesn't know. She thinks that's just a statement. Like, I'm wearing the Everybody Loves Tony Gill shirt because I want people to know that. Like she, she thought she saw that. She thought that was like a bumper sticker. She like white people was can't like, dance. Like she was yeah. like it was just a statement. Like <laughs> right. wow, that's funny. <laughs> wow. This started oh. a good conversation. Started a good conversation. Oh innocence. 
So, guys, there's something came up. Um, we all work in sports media. And in one of my jobs, uh, there was a chance to interview Brian Urlacher. And the group decided not to interview Brian Urlacher as of important player he is in Bears history, uh, Hall of Famer, you know, all of that. Uh, they didn't want to interview him. And I had to sit and think about that. And I was like, I completely understand where they're coming from. Um, you know, despite it kind of being the job, right, where you have to talk to sports figures um, in the platform that we have, are there certain lines that you have that you won't interview said player, coach, executive, or whatever because of uh, things that you really disagree with? And I had to really sit and think about it of am I, as a producer, am I, where does a producer draw that line, right? Content or you you create a barrier, you become a gatekeeper of, I don't want to promote this person on my platform. Uh, and I don't want my name attached to someone if I can't discuss my issues I have with someone. And I think that's a very, very fine line, uh, but I think it's an interesting one because now more than ever in our business, it's impacting our business and impacting um, how we present people or how we talk to people. So I just thought from a from you guys who are actually interviewing people, I interview you know people here and there, but this is your this is your field, this is your job. So is there you don't have to name that if you don't want to, but is there a person that you have kind of decided like if I ever come across this person or if I have to interview this person or talk to this person, I just couldn't do it. OJ. Russ, your turn. Are you saying that for comedic purposes or like, are you? I, no, I would really wouldn't want to interview OJ. But in general, um, I, I don't think I would have a problem interviewing pretty much anybody because this might surprise you, but I don't mind a confrontational interview. Um, I What I would mind is if it's like, well, we would do the interview, but I'm not talking about this, this and this, like conditions on it that I can't ask about stuff that I want to ask about or ask pointed questions about things that you support. Uh, you know, then it's like, I'm, I'm not going to just be like a, like a promotional mouthpiece for you. Yeah. I, uh, I'm with Jason. Like those, those moments where you have the, Hey, we can't talk about this, 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 and this, uh, but everything else is free game. It's like, I, I don't, one that that feels insulting as a reporter, and I think you have moments as the reporter where it's like, "Hey, it's gonna sound nasty to say playing the game sometimes," but there there comes a point where that has to you can't do that. Um, the one player I would say he's not active anymore. There's it's one I won't say, but there's one who who isn't active anymore. That's Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling is one of the greatest pitchers. In the history of Major League Baseball, 
Well, what Kurt Schilling has done since playing baseball, there, there's literally zero reason for me to speak with him. Uh, one, I'm not going to have that on my platform. Two, I understand my platform too much to give what he stands for a place and sully what I've done. So that's the one where I'm like, yeah. Even if it's I'm, just baseball, even if you're just talking the technicalities of pitching. There, there or, are others who I could get the same information from. Because hmm. at that point now it's the association. I don't want to, I like there's tons of other people who had a lot of success in the big leagues where I don't have to have that be the person I talk to. And you don't feel like you would have like a, if it was no, if it was no, no conditions whatsoever, it's just, this is going to be, uh, you know, in the ring for an interview here. And he, he's going to take your questions, like whatever they are. You don't feel like you would uh, like go at him and have a good debate. Nah, I'm, I'm okay. You would do I, well. You would do well at it. It's just that you don't want to. Yeah, I think at that point, it's, it's not just interested like, in that. Because I, I think at this point in my career, I have free reign over who I can talk to and who I don't. And I think mm-hmm. you don't always get that as a reporter. Sometimes you, it's those you got to do what you got to do. But at this point in my career, where it's like I kind of get some say in like who the subjects of interviews are. I'm I. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm cool, man. Hmm. Those are the things you should care about, though. If you're going to take principled stands, those are the things to take stands about, I think, when you're talking about interviewing people or not or how you cover people. Um, What is not, though, is like whether a guy is nice to you, I feel like. I think that that's something that's superficial. That's something that only is about you and not about your audience, whatever your audience might be. Like I have had to cover athletes and coaches that didn't like me or didn't treat me well or whatever. And I, and I always felt an obligation to readers or viewers, listeners, whatever, that that I got to filter that part out of it. Like that does not come into play with it. For example, uh, do you remember the bears had uh, Trey Burton Mm -hmm. and uh, I covered Trey Burton as a college player and we never, we always had friction for whatever reason. Um, not even really sure why uh, at this point. And we didn't overlap in Chicago very much. And he, he uh, so we didn't really end up talking about it. But I, there was a point where I felt like oh, he was kind of like snippy with me or whatever um, when we were both in Chicago too. But I felt like that has to be compartmentalized and not be a factor in this. That's not relevant to everybody else who will read whatever I write. And so I wrote a column uh defending Trey Burton because I felt like about something. Uh, And I felt like that was a fair, that was the fair opinion to have. If I took out of the fact that him and I had friction uh, interpersonally for whatever reason, what did I really think about this situation? And what did I want to express in an opinion to everybody? That's what seemed fair to me. And so that's a big difference between filtering out personal beef uh, and covering someone objectively and fairly Versus like, I'm not giving you a a platform here to talk about, you know, wacky conspiracy theories or 
uh, you know, the uh, the siege on the Capitol or whatever. I, because, you know, you see what's going on, right, with, uh, you know, Kyrie, um, like with Deshaun Watson, right? He's going to come back. Like We know now in this day and age of, of sports coverage about the personal lives and uh, what these athletes are doing in their free time. What are they supporting? What are they thinking about more than ever? And I'm like, it's, it's, it's good and bad. It's good that we, you know, know that these people are human beings and they're not these superheroes uh, that we would like them to be like, you know, they were presented to us as, you know, in, you know, 90s, 80s, 70s, so so forth, you know, whatever. But also there's a this there's this kind of feeling of like, yeah, I'm I don't like this person. And the media doesn't really I guess they have a choice, but you gotta cover those dudes. Mm-hmm. You gotta cover those people. This despite what, what despicable thing that they have said and some of them like in the Kirk Schilling or in the Brian Erlacher example. He said some wild stuff about the George Floyd situation. And it's like how how am I supposed to talk about Roquan Smith and how to play linebacker in a four three when I know what you said. I know how you felt about uh, things that were going on in this country. And it's like, how do you separate that? And I I don't know. I don't know. I was left in a conundrum between the the job and the content and then personal, you know, beliefs. Russ, that's a different line. I mean, that's something I don't, I don't know about. And I would love to hear your opinion on It's like I, as a, as a black reporter, you have to interview people or you will be not have to interview, but you will be in situations like Tony's talking about where it's like, if you agree to do this interview, you're interviewing someone that you feel is against you based on things that he said, I would never be in that position as a, as a straight white male. Again, like that's something that doesn't come up. Is that something that would like factor in for you or like, how do you, how would you process the situation Tony's talking about? Okay. So it's something I've thought about being in the, this, the position I'm in, I'm where I'm the only black national reporter in baseball. Yeah. And so the road is going to be harder for me by nature because there will be people who have natural bias or whatever for people who look like them happens, happens in not just media, but in life. And that's something that I will have to deal with because you look around a clubhouse, you look around front offices around the big leagues. They don't look like me. They don't look like tone. So trying to talk to people in these spaces is naturally going to be a little bit more difficult. However, the gig is the gig. Uh, they're going oh, to be you people. Love, you love that job. Yeah, for sure. They're going to be people by nature who naturally would rather talk to somebody else than me. Once again, happens. The gig is the gig. I've gotten a, a long way being myself, being me. I can't hide that I'm black when I walk into a clubhouse. <laughs> right? It's not like I can 
throw a hoodie on and then you don't see who's under here. Uh, that might be worse. Honestly, honestly, yeah, 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 yes. Um, but I understand what someone's saying because I've you you talk to people where you've heard, you you hear things behind the scenes and you know what's true, you know what's not, and it's like, all right, like you know what somebody's really about. It's it's one of those things where because of our job you have to separate the two. But yeah, I, I understand what Tone is saying. Would you want to interview Deshaun Watson? That was one of the names he mentioned. Like, would you take with no conditions on any of the questions, you know, your your terms, your home studio, whatever, would you take a twenty minute interview with Deshaun Watson? If it is a like no conditions, like if that's the situation, no conditions, you can't say no, you can't do the lawyer up thing. You, As a reporter, you, you got to say yes. It feels like you have to say yes. That's kind of how I feel about everything is like I feel like I if we can if I can ask you whatever I want to ask you. And especially if I think there is an element of like they'll say, oh, well, you can ask whatever you want, but then I'm not going to answer it. Like, well, then that's not that doesn't really do me any good. But if I know I'm getting someone who's going to genuinely engage, then I feel like I want I want that interview with pretty much anybody. Tony, do you have a new uh, do you want to bring back football roundup? Do you have a new football roundup song for us? Football roundup. Come on, it's time to play football roundup. Brought to you by BetMGM on a Sports Adjacent Podcast. Same up football roundup. Come on, it's time to play. There's Jason, Jason the Yodeling Cowboy. I like and Russ. What about Russ? I'm not here. Russ, Russ, <laughs> the, cow, Russ the Cowboy's friend? Okay. What's wrong with you, man? Football Roundup is brought to you by our friends at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app, uh, and you can pick from one of our two great offers. Uh, the first one, option one, you can uh, you can get a free bet credit if you lose on your first bet. So go on and bet. It's kind of uh, you like your safety net. You know, you go on and bet $100 on the Chargers or the Bills or the Chiefs or whoever, and if they happen to lose – They'll give you a future betting credit in that credit in that same amount. You can use our promo code adjacent one thousand because it, that number uh, is of the free bet is up to a thousand dollars. The second option, this one, this one seems pretty fun to me, Russ. Uh, if you bet ten dollars on any NFL game, you win two hundred in free bets as long as one of the two teams scores a touchdown. There are some teams you should probably avoid just for just to be safe. But yeah. most of the teams you can count on scoring a touchdown. Avoid the Bears. Most of the teams don't kick four field goals and walk out. Uh, yeah. BetMGM has every kind of sports betting you can imagine. NFL, college football, baseball playoffs. Pretty soon it's going to be time for NBA and mm-hmm. NHL. You can bet parlays, individual player props in all sports, all those things. Just go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. And remember to use one of our promo codes. If you want the free bet credit, use Adjacent 1000. If you want the automatic $200 uh, in free bets, if either team scores a touchdown, use Adjacent 200. BetMGM, 
the king of sports books. Tony, were you wanting to tell us something about Jamie Foxx? Or we were co-workers with Jamie Foxx now, I guess. We'll, maybe we'll have him fill in as a guest co-host or something. Tony, you're, you're on mute. Tone. Great job, bud. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Uh, double check on your state, whether it's legal in your state. It is legal in Illinois if you're listening to us from there. This is a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Football Roundup begins, Russ, with what uh, – well, Robert Griffin III thought this was a scary scene in Detroit as DK Metcalf being taken off the field on a cart – uh, during Seahawks Lions and RG3 tweets, DK Metcalf carted off. Man, this game is brutal. Prayers sent up. A <laughs> little quick on the needing to tweet about it because uh, actually nothing was wrong with DK Metcalf. He was just taking a ride to the toilet. That's how you do it. Listen, man, one of the most explosive players in the NFL. <laughs> DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf, uh, this is in the fourth quarter, so I, I imagine this was odd to see in real time. I didn't happen to be watching Lions-Seahawks on Sunday, but if you were at the game or watching on TV and you see DK Metcalf, I think they, it happened during commercial breaks. So I guess uh, if you saw him carted off in the fourth quarter, you'd be a little concerned, but you know he wasn't like you know waving to the crowd or like you know putting a thumbs up like, I'm okay. He just, uh, as he put it, uh, that clinch walk wouldn't have made it, he said. Yo, DK, I'm with DK, man. Look, you call the staff. Yo, man, get the cart out here. I gotta. I, I'm not gonna make it to the bathroom. They bring the cart out there for you. Thirty seconds. You're in the bathroom because if you got, he would have had to duck walk in pads. You're, you're he's and I, I think did they have they had white pants on that day? I don't Seahawks? remember. You do hear white, sto- You hear stories all the time in football yeah. where they just go. That's but wild. I, but I that's wild. That. I wouldn't be no matter what color pants I was wearing. I, I don't. I'm not a proponent of this, but like just for sake of argument, peeing on yourself in a in a football game <laughs> that you probably won't notice because okay. I'm, you're exuding so much sweat and everything. Sure, you're fine you, with that. You're, you're probably you're it probably looks the same. You, you take a dump on yourself, man. People are gonna notice, especially if you got the white pants on. <laughs> Sorry, and if from what he's talking about. Was gonna be crazy. <laughs> he said the clinch sure. wasn't gonna hold it. So that's that right. I don't think that's one you could just let it go during the game. <laughs> that's good advice, Russ. That <laughs> happened to me at a Target once, but I did make it to the bathroom. I was so happy. Uh, another story. This one uh, involving Bobby Wagner. I'm sure you're f- familiar with him. Uh, mm-hmm. All pro linebacker, excellent linebacker. Yep, from the Rams. Uh, this one's crazy to me. The fan who ran on the field during the Rams 49ers game spraying pink smoke everywhere. He has now filed a police report against Bobby Wagner for knocking him down while he was doing this. Have you guys seen the video? This is a very, very good, yeah. efficient, oh, yeah. clean hit by Bobby Wagner, uh, who said, there's consequences for your actions, it, which I feel a, like is a good uh, good message for life. There's a, it, but see, here's the thing. Well, how do you get to file a police report of, on a felony trespassing charge, which is what you get when you jump on the field and, like, streak or protest or do whatever the fuck you do when you're wasting everybody's time when you're running out on the field? I know. And Bobby Wagner addressing this uh, says the obvious, that he had no idea what the guy had in his hand, 
No idea what the guy's intentions were. Uh, this is he, he Bobby Wagner's concerned about the security guards. And you see security staff at games all the time that like they're not equipped to tackle somebody. They're just kind of there monitoring or, you know, ready to call like the real police if needed. Not only equipped to not tackle somebody, not equipped to chase somebody. Yeah. So that brother Wagner, made it a long way in, in that field. I couldn't see how anybody could be upset at Bobby Wagner. He just kind of like ran out, put a shoulder into the guy, knocked him down, walked away. It wasn't not malicious whatsoever. Like it was very helpful and kind of on the low end of what I would expect to happen to me if I ran out onto a field at a sporting event. I'd rather have that happen than get tased. What, Bobby Wagner break three ribs? It just knocked me down. Yeah, I don't think I want to get tased. I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. Tom, would you rather get tased or would you rather have uh, Bobby Wagner drop you? With p- pads on. Uh, yeah. No, I'll Ass- take the tasing. Assume broken ribs. Assume that. as a Yeah, middle. assume at least one broken yeah, rib. Yeah, I'll yeah. take the tasing. Uh, Bobby Wagner's Twitter, by the way, at BWags with a Z. He His profile says only this. Tackle everything in life. <laughs> it's his entire description of himself. Big fan of that. I don't think he added that recently. I think that's like really was his motto, and it applied in this situation. And finally, Tone, uh, tough news for you. I know you'll be sad to see him go, but Cole Beasley is retiring. The heavy the, ones. The heavy ones hanging it up. Going to take a break. He signed with the Buccaneers two weeks ago. And now he's now he's out. He played nine snaps in one game and four snaps in another game. Now he's retired. That's thirteen snaps. He could do a song probably called Thirteen Snaps. That'd be maybe that'll be on the next album. But this, of course, uh, is always the inroad we're looking for to talk about Cole Beasley, the heavy ones rap career. And uh, Russ, I thought I would uh, give you a little treat by having Tony pull up the clip of the first time that we had him read some of Cole Beasley's lyrics. And now, Tony Gill reads. Oh, yes. Tony Gill glasses loves reading, man. And this is probably one of my favorite things uh, that I've ever read. So here we go. (laughs) I'm a guy who has never read a book. (laughs) Cole Beasley's Heavy Ones. Oh my god, that's so terrible. <laughs> oh Russ did not want to do this. Anyway, you see why Russ, do you see why I didn't bring this up during our serious public service announcement? Yeah, segment? This would have made it bad, yeah. Yeah. Alright, here we go, guys. Ain't too well prepared. Don't you get it? I'm too ill to even be repaired. Ain't no vaccination for me. Only an evacuation. Save them, homie. I know that you mad. It ain't even fair. I got heavy nuts. Everyone. The publicist. Making me what they accepting of. I'll do what I want. <laughs> Yo, that is an all-time sports adjacent moment. Oh my gosh! Um, How many parts of that come out of nowhere? I mean, what does he mean in evacuation? Uh, just out of nowhere, he just he just barrels in there. It's like related enough. I got heavy nuts. I got heavy nuts. That's what a weird. And then, but then, fuck a publicist. That's your, that person works for you, man. <laughs> they want to make it better. They want to make it better. All right, so look, we joke around a lot about Cole Beasley. In fairness to Cole's, Cole Beasley. Like, very nice career. 
This is a guy who I, I looked this up, Russ. He was a two-star high school recruit at five foot eight, one hundred and fifty pounds. Okay, makes this sense. guy gets his way to SMU. He comes out of SMU undrafted, of course, makes the Cowboys as an undrafted rookie in twenty twelve, then plays seven years there. I mean, that's pretty good. He has career year in twenty sixteen. He has uh, eight hundred thirty three yards and five touchdowns for the Cowboys. Just a couple of years ago in twenty twenty, he has nine hundred sixty seven yards and four touchdowns for the Bills. And Cole Beasley walks away with almost thirty nine million in career earnings. Like he did well. Solid career for young heavy ones. Thirty nine mil. He has. Uh, I came across one of his songs, um, and one of the lyrics was something about he doesn't have a chain because he can't afford it because he spent he put that money in a college fund for his kids. But at thirty nine mil, I feel like you could have the college fund and the chain. It'd be Bro, right. It's okay. Your kids' college costs you thirty nine million dollars. Your kid is going to the wrong college. That's Football Roundup. You've been caught up on everything important going on in the NFL, and that is brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Uh, now they've got you know all kinds of famous people there like us and Jamie Foxx. <laughs> and uh, you can go on there and you get one of two offers. You can do the uh, the basically the free betting credit if you lose up to $1,000. That's a good deal. Uh, you can use our promo code ADJACENT1000 for that. And the second one, also kind of fun, bet $10 on any NFL game. There's tons of them this weekend for you to look at. And if you lose, I mean, I'm sorry, if uh, you bet $10 on any NFL game, no matter what, as long as one of the teams scores a touchdown, then you get $200 in free bets if you use promo code ADJACENT200. So go to betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app. You take this one. You go ahead. Oh, well, yeah, you're the baseball guy. I thought you'd want to. Oh, I mean, not really. Kind okay, of I'll do it. Out. <laughs> I thought you were going to. Usually when you have a baseball yeah. topic, it's, it's you're calling upon Ross Dursey. So that's right. kind of prepared for that. Ross Dursey is Aaron judged out, he said. He but nobody, nobody else is. Everyone else is. is well, I think Aaron, people who love college football are Aaron judged out because they all the live cut-ins for him walking. They didn't like that, no. They were cutting into college football broadcasts with live looks at Aaron Judge as he chased the home run record. The baseball season is over. The regular season is over as we talk about this. Aaron Judge finished with 62 home runs. Amazing. And the conversation about that turns inevitably to what does that mean? Is that the record? Is that not the record? Is it this? Is it that? I don't really know. I think we're at a point where we really appreciate that. We like seeing that. Like It matters that he hit 62, even if it's not 73. But I don't think that just means Barry Bonds 73 doesn't mean anything. Like, How do you view that, Russ? How do you view him hitting 62 home runs? Like, How important is that? I, th- I think it's very important. We have a guy who, by all, all accounts – until proven otherwise that it feels like hit 62 homers natural, right? He'd be the first, he'd be the first player since Ruth and Maris. And we don't know, like, look, you don't know what happened back then. Those, you know, Ruth played against like regular dudes, Uh, not the high pristine, uh, high at the elite athletes that we have today. Right. Um, but at the same time, the record's 73. 
Barry Bonds is the record holder. I don't care what people say, the revisionist history to try to change that. I don't care what Roger Maris Jr. says. Also, like, I don't I don't understand people being mad at Roger Maris Jr. Look, his dad did something that very few people did and had that record for a long time. It means a lot to their family. Um, so, like, no. And Aaron Judge grew up a Giants fan. Aaron Judge grew up a Barry Bonds fan. And he even said himself, look, the record's 73. That's the end of the story. Whether we know it or not, the guy who got to 62 said, it's Barry Bonds. Done. End of story. Doesn't matter what anybody else says. But I don't like the 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 fact that you've turned this amazing accomplishment by Aaron Judge into Bonds versus Judge. When it should just be a celebration of Aaron Judge and the fantastic MVP season that he's having. Incredible season. Almost won the Triple Crown. Yeah. I, I think for me it's like I – I think Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. I think Barry Bonds was an incredible player even before all of this. He was the best before steroids and all that. Was the best player in the game. Um, so I don't just throw out his career, but I do kind of. I don't really like. I I wouldn't have remembered exactly what number he even got to without looking it up. Uh, I think it was last week or the week before we were talking about this, and you know, found seventy three in there. I do kind of in my mind, Russ. Like even though I don't discredit any of those guys as. Hall of Fame players, for example, Bonds, McGuire, Sosa, I, I don't really think of their home run, their single season home run totals from those years as the record. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think of those, for example, as uh, because they are the, it, those are the records. Those are the top three. But I don't think of I don't think of I, I think of Aaron Judge's 62 as more impressive. Yeah, sure. Those because I believe Aaron Judge to be clean, and I believe those other guys not to be. But we don't know. That's the thing, is man, we don't like that's that's where baseball has gotten into this like weird situation with guys from that era, is that you don't actually know, and you don't actually know what you're watching now. You don't you don't know how clean anybody is, and none of you are, including me, are doctors and scientists to be able to decide that. No, we have to just go back to like the best of whatever time gets in. Benefit of the doubt was taken away from us uh, with the PED era. But and people would argue the same thing about greenies and speed and all that other stuff. Guys are taking it in the 60s and 70s. Um, and I think to me, when I think about Barry Bonds, it's kind of just like. I, I, I think that you should play the game fairly. That's what I'm going to teach my kids. That's what you teach your kids. You need to follow the rules and play the game fairly. I'm also not going to act like everybody. I think there was a lot of people who took steroids that one hit 73 home runs. Right. Right. There's a lot of dudes on steroids that didn't make it to the big leagues. There's there's a lot of skill that was involved. We talked. You talked about it just then. Barry Bonds was the best player in baseball for over a decade without steroids. Skinny Barry Bonds with the Pirates. Right. Hitting for doing going 40 40, yeah, and felt like people didn't care about it. So it's like, well, I people care about Homer, so let me go start hitting Homers. You say, like, play the game fair. I mean, in a way, he did at the time, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the rules are yeah. the rules, 
It's it, not your morality. It your was, morality it, doesn't become the rules. It the was rules one of those where, yo, pitchers and hitters were on steroids. Um, and we've gotten to the point where there are people who used in the Hall of Fame. People who had that cloud of using are in the Hall of Fame. So, like, I, and the other part, why it's the record? Because Major League Baseball sat there and didn't do anything. So then, like, how can you judge? How how can we on the outside be the judge, jury, and executioner when the league itself saw what was going on during the 90s and early 1000s and it was just like, mm, well... Right, Bud Selig sat up there. He in the Hall of Fame, and he watched all these dudes do all of this, doing PDs, taking steroids, saving baseball in the summer of '98, 2001. All that stuff happened. Sammy hitting 60, McGuire hitting 60, Bonds hitting 60, hitting 73. Like he was a commissioner for that, and that dude's in the Hall of Fame. So like. If the league not gonna put an asterisk by it, if a league the league's not gonna take those records away, if the league's not gonna say these things don't count, then you can't then go by and change the history to make it say, "Yo, this ain't real." Yeah. How much fun was this for you, Russ, as someone that loves baseball, to watch? Uh, forget all of that, just to watch Aaron Judge's pursuit of. We can all agree, like whatever the record is, we can all agree that getting to sixty. Or sixty-one is impressive. Just the way, like when you when you see this is not apples to apples, but in basketball, somebody puts up a fifty-point game. It doesn't really matter how many fifty-point games have been before that. It's it's great to see. It's impressive to see. How much fun was this for you to watch him chase a number like this? Which happens I, what in any other sport? Does it happen in any other sport? Practically, I don't think so. Really, no. Uh, it, it's it's a different record. Um, or a different milestone. I think for me, the cool part about Aaron Judge and the season that he had this year is he saved the New York Yankees. Like, if you look at the second half they had, that team was very close uh, uh, for a couple weeks there of losing their lead in the American League East after the huge lead they got out to in the AL East in the first half. And the fact that he never changed from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, it wasn't just home runs. We're talking about a complete player. The guy was playing center field for the better part of this season. He got the right fielder. He's 6'7", 285, playing center field for the New York Yankees, hitting a home run seemingly every game, driving in runs, not necessarily striking out at a crazy rate for the production. He's walking. And he was one of the best hitters in baseball to the point where the guy had a chance to win this triple crown up until the second to last day of the season. Did he lose it by a point? Maybe I think he lost it by four points. So it was right there. Um, But they were neck and neck up until two days before the season ended. That's what I'm going to remember. Even with the home runs, I'm going to remember this was a, this is one of the best offense seasons that we ever saw. And the fact that he did it in a walk year after turning down the Yankees offer, like he's had the best walk year in the history of sports just now. I think you're right. Better than Jimmy. Yeah. Yes. Tom. <laughs> this is what he does, right? This is what it always is. Make it basketball. 
That's fine, so, Russ. That's so, interesting. Whatever. Make it make it basketball for me. No, I mean that that's something that that's universal across sports of guys uh, turning down what the the their original team's offer was on a prove it deal. Like, no, I'm better than this, and I'm gonna. And we've seen guys, you know, fail. <laughs> you know, at it. Yeah, it you happens. Know, it happens a lot yeah, more often happens. than. Look at Dennis yeah. Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder fumbled the bag. Fumbled the bag. Uh, but we've also seen, you know, it come with great success. You know, guys playing into, you know, it, quarterbacks, right? <laughs> Joe Flacco won that Super Bowl, got his new deal, mm-hmm. been trash ever since. So <laughs> I don't think Aaron Judge is on his way to being whack. I think he's, you know, future Hall of Famer. Uh, very unique player, uh, unique specimen. Those dudes usually play defensive line somewhere. Um, but he chose baseball where, you know, his his brain is intact and he's going to make a stupid amount of money. Um, I hope the person that uh, caught the ball sells it for a lot of money. Um, and, you know, shout out, shout out to them. Shout out to uh, Aaron Judge doing this thing. I, I refuse to put two black men up against each other and force people to pick between him and Barry. I've refused. I will acknowledge Aaron Judge's excellence. He is an excellent player, but I will also not bring down Barry Bonds. I don't, I don't get picking. I will. I refuse to do that. Both those men are excellent at what they do. You know, there's a the dude that caught the Aaron Judge home run ball tone. Uh, I mean, he... he He's in a position in life where he might just keep the ball and not sell it because he's like an investment banker or something. Uh, I here it is. Hold on, give me ten seconds. All right, the dude is vice president of Fisher Investments, which manages a hundred and ninety-seven billion dollars worldwide. He he's he's okay. He could get the ball. Yeah, now that you mentioned all that. He like, could, when you have that much money as the VP of Fisher Investments, you could be like, ah, I'll keep this in my man cave. Mm-hmm. Or, or be know, one of those dudes where it's like, I'll just give it back to Aaron Judge because it's not like nah. I need the money. No, 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 no. Tone, you, Tone, you're saying that Mm-mm. because you don't have bread like this dude got. This dude already got the, the – so the ball might go for $2, 3000000 million. If you already got 2 and $3 million in your bank account, you don't really care about that little $2, 3000000 million. Uh, uh. Tone, I'm telling you, you're thinking you got you're thinking bro- like a broke boy right now. I think this man's a big baller. He don't I, care. No, I think he got that money thinking like a broke boy. That man look is thinking of this oh, as there an you go. That's, That's, how he That's how he got rich. Tell yeah. me he understands value. All right, Tone, let's call bullshit. Hit the button, man. This is bullshit. Time to call out the world's hypocrisies with bullshit. High quality bullshit. <laughs> World class designer bullshit. To be sure. Bullshit. Presented by Sheets and Giggles. They just say whatever they think will interest the audience or make it appear that they know what they're talking about. And what comes out is bullshit. I call bullshit is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash S-A, and if you do that, you will automatically get a $230 discount off their new mattress. These things look great. They come in all sizes. They're designed for perfect firmness and comfort. They're designed for airflow to keep you cool. Go to sheetsgiggles.com 
slash S-A, and you'll get $230 off if you use that link. Guess what we're calling bullshit on, Russ? This is a great thing. When your show gets to this point where your listeners are starting to produce the show, that's what you want. That's what you, that's that that shows you're forming, you know, community. And one of our most yeah. uh, most opinionated listeners has weighed in with some things to call bullshit on. Uh, these are courtesy of Ricky Dorsey. Okay. <laughs> so I was on air when he uh, sent these in, so I didn't get to to necessarily read them in depth, but I I, I saw they kept going, so uh, I'm I, I'm hearing this in real time. These were not on text, by the way. When he says they were coming no. in, they, they were uh, coming going out rather to the world. Um, I would love to get Ricky Dorsey on if we could. Hard I'll, to talk to his, I'll talk to his representative. Uh, okay, so multiple bullshits. I, th- I I think I got six. Hey, my mom. I think I got six that he's calling bullshits on. Uh, he's calling <laughs> our, our our pal Ricky Dorsey. Who, he had time uh, today. I thoroughly enjoy as a listener of the show. Is calling bullshit on the White Sox. All okay. of from Jerry Reinsdorf one. all the way down, the whole all the way down to whole you big, you know, doesn't big. doesn't list them by name, but I assume he means you know Roger Bossard and uh, you know the, the the groundskeeping staff and uh, janitorial everything. Jerry Reinsdorf down calling bullshit on uh, on the White Sox. Um, overall grade an F for the White Sox. He says, fair. Supposed to win it all, eighty one and eighty one. Uh, Ricky Dorsey's bullshit number two is on Miguel Cairo, the uh, fill-in manager, interim manager, whatever you want to call him, for continuing the awful tradition of starting the quote-unquote Sunday lineup for a day game after a night game. The diluted AAA version of the White Sox. My dad's hated that since I was a kid. Like, why they put these dudes out here on Sunday? Win the series. <laughs> this is my favorite one. Uh, Ricky Dorsey calls bullshit on Ricky Dorsey. Oh, shoot. Mm. Okay. For going to the game? For going to the game. (laughs) (laughs) I love my dad. I believe he went to the – I believe he he means the game today. I think he means the final game, yes. He went to the last game of the season. Watched them get their head knocked off. Yep. Now, a slight slight veer here from the White Sox over to uh, bullshit number four. He has numbered these, Russ, on Twitter. This is BS number four. He's a thorough guy. I love this. This is great. I, I didn't have to plan a bullshit segment. Like, your dad did this wonderfully for us. Oh, man. Uh, bullshit number four is on everyone who is berating the Bears for doing exactly what you all have been saying they would do for all of the reasons that you've been pointing out since the spring, getting so bent out of shape for doing exactly what you expected. No miracles here. Oh, dad. He stuck the landing with no miracles. <laughs> <laughs> That's me, writer. <laughs> He should. I've always told people like good thinking translates to good writing. Is it good? Yeah. And he also has a tweet here. I don't know if this is part of his bullshit, but he seems upset that Jose Abreu didn't come out and acknowledge the crowd that was chanting his name at the end of the game. And then he also uh, responded to just kind of a general tweet about Portillo's and what grade would you give Portillo's? He responded with a B. Ricky Dorsey says, I'd give them a B in 2022. They're just okay these days, which that's the ultimate insult. Ten years ago, I would have given them an A without hesitation. I think they forgot about their roots. It's not the same today as it was before they went on their big expansion all across Chicagoland and America. He's not wrong about that. 
Shout out to dad for keeping it real because that's something we've talked about on our pod that he agreed with. Yes. Well, he sent us this tweet from under uh, at Chicago underscore underscore history. I'm doing a real Tony job of reading this uh, with a picture of Portillo saying, what grade would you give Portillo's? And there's tons of replies to this tweet. And uh, your dad gives him a B. But man, if you flip around through the if you scroll through these replies, there's everything from A plus 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 to F minus. Like this, the answers are all over the board, which is usually a sign that you're very inconsistent as a restaurant and need to straighten that out. I'm, I'm with. Good job, Dad. Thank you for the. Contact. That was fantastic. Yeah, we need to book him sometime. I call bullshit is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Uh, they make everything that you want for your bedroom. They make mattresses, comforters, duvets, sheets, flannel sheets, the super heavy throw blanket throw. Uh, but the great deal you can get if you go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA is $230 off their new mattress. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Russ, would you like to hear the news we didn't get to today? Sure. Now, this you might already know, but the uh, Major League Baseball playoff field is set. Yes. As of Wednesday night. When does it start? So uh, the, the the day of this podcast, the wild card round begins, and That's then go runs through Sunday uh, with the division series starting on Tuesday, which I will be attending. I will be in a uh, Atlanta for Braves versus the winner of Cardinals and Phillies. If I had to guess, I say it's going to be the Cardinals. Okay. Good well, do a little more guessing for me here because okay. we got 12, 12 teams in the playoffs, so. Who do you see as the World Series teams? I think uh, – so I picked at the beginning of the year the Blue Jays to go to the World Series. And I've been uh, big on the team for a while, but I think the Atlanta Braves are going to be the first team to repeat as World Series champs uh, since the Yankees did it from 98 to 2000, winning three straight World Series. They're better than they were last year. They're younger than they were last year. They have a core that's locked up for a while. And they've played 700 baseball since July 1st. So when you look at all those different factors, I and they, they I think their road to the World Series is easier than anybody on the American League side. Um, I'm not – I don't think people should – teams should be as scared of the Dodgers – as their 111 wins would lead you to believe because they have some things going on with their rotation and their bullpen. Still top-heavy, still a really good team, could out-slug out you any day. But I don't I don't think it's – I think there's a, a – I think the Braves give them a lot of problems in a, a National League Championship Series. I, if I'm not mistaken, isn't Blue Jays-Braves – was that is that a rematch of the 92 World Series? Yes. 30 years ago? Yes, uh, two teams that I find interesting, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, one from each league. The Padres, okay, fifth place. They're in the wild card. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. suspended what half the season, well into next season. Mm-hmm. Like, what would this team have been had it, had that not happened? A legit uh, contender to win the World Series, um, because at that point. When he got suspended, you're expecting him to return 
with Manny Machado, with Josh Bell, who you brought in, with Brandon Jury that you brought in, and with Juan Soto that you brought Juan in. Soto, yeah. Like, that's a lineup that is top to bottom lethal. That turns you into a juggernaut. And look, they made it there without Juan Soto has not been what we've seen from Juan Soto, which is the surprising part. But yeah, it, it definitely changed the d- dynamic of what this team could be and what their ceiling was. And uh, what about Cleveland? Cleveland, as I understand it, was tanking this year. They how, How'd they end it, up here? Well, they, they certainly weren't playing for this. How did they end I, up? I mean, well, I wouldn't call it here? tanking. Uh, when you win 93 games in a season, you're doing something right. I, I just think as an organization, they they know how to balance development and competing and teams always talk about wanting to thread the needle of being competitive and getting younger. They do it better than almost any team in baseball. They have a, a Hall of Fame manager in Terry Francona. Their starting pitching for the last decade plus has been rock solid. It's been you know, the thing that leads the way for them. And they just they play great baseball. Like definition of baseball, throw the ball hit the ball, catch the ball, they might do that at its simplest form better than any team in the big leagues. Like, they put the ball in play. They don't strike out. They don't hit the ball out of the ballpark, but they're going to, like, babbit you to death. They're going to put the ball in play, hit the ball somewhere. They are one of the best defensive teams in baseball. They run the bases well. They pitch well in both their rotation and in their bullpen. Like, they're – I don't think you can say they're a surprising team anymore because when you win 93 games, like you're not surprising anybody over their last 30 games going into the postseason, uh, 23 and seven. Pretty good. Good time to be hot. Yes. Russ, are you familiar with uh, Draymond Green? <laughs> I am. So uh, it's only October. We're recording this October 5th. Uh, and he's already on one. Yes. Which is uh, because he's always on one. Uh, Shams reports that uh, the Warriors had to shut down practice on Wednesday after uh, Draymond, quote, forcefully struck Jordan Poole. Do you have any theories as to how this went down? We don't know right now. We may find out by the time this comes out, but it seems like a good time to take a guess. I mean, look, man, Jordan Poole. He's approaching that uh that extension that everything everybody's is looking like he's going to get. Pockets gonna be a little heavy. He's gonna have the heavy ones in terms of pockets. And uh I don't know, man. Like I think I, I like what Draymond has been to the game of basketball. I do think there comes a point in time where that becomes tired and you can't you can't punch people, bro. Like yeah. you can have beef. I think I think that's families such a have beef a lot, but like you can't punch people, man. Right. You can have the the biggest f you, nah, f you, f you. Then you ain't you ain't whatever. You suck. What? Cool all day. That happens all the time amongst family and friends. But like, bro, don't put your hands on me. Don't put your hands on me. I don't think Draymond really has to change though, because he's got that guaranteed money. Like he's getting for how 20, long? One, one more year? 
He's got twenty five million or so coming this year. Sure. He's got a player option for twenty eight million next year. Like he, okay. I mean, he seems like he should change. Like I think this is too far when you start doing things like this, but uh, I don't think he has to, and that's probably part of the problem. I remember Nico Miritich got punched <laughs> by Bobby Porter's. <laughs> he punched that man Nico back to uh, Montenegro. <laughs> I mean, everything Draymond has done, he's been validated for, right? Like everybody that said that he wasn't going to be anything NBA, that he didn't have a position, that he, you know, he was a contributor. Like he can't shoot, so he can't be an effective player with these, you know, two hall, future Hall of Famers. Like he's proven everybody wrong. Everybody that has said something to him, he's proven them wrong. So he's going to feel validated to do anything that he wants to because that's how he got here. Um, and unfortunately, that's that can boil over. And he's had multiple situations. He's hurt like his team this. multiple times. Right. He's done this multiple times. But in the end, for whatever reason, he still comes up with whatever they need to get them over, over the hump. So um, maybe they need this. You know, maybe they need this guys thinking they get they get new money and they don't have to put in his work or as much work. I could also see that being a possibility where I know Draymond is, is a loose cannon, but also Jordan Poole loves him some Jordan Poole, you know, and coming off a championship, coming off the season that he that he just had. I could I could see it being an issue where Draymond was like, no, same work. You put in the same work and Jordan Poole can be like. I'm out here getting buckets. You barely getting five points a game. What, what are we doing here? So I could definitely see that being a point of contention. I could also absolutely see Draymond Green having trouble with sliding down the ladder of importance here in the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Jordan Poole getting a lot of burn. Uh, Tony, I am told that you have a lot of updates for us from uh, the world of divorce. Go to TM, TMZ, TMZ Gill. The T yeah, stands for seems, No, TMZ is, would be way too credible of a website for him. Tony's looking at Tony's looking at websites that TMZ is like, no, not for us. Not for us. Tony's <laughs> like, who unfollowed their spouse on IG? We're not touching. Tony's just scouring Reddit. Uh, Tony, this seems, this seems perfect for you to uh, mm-hmm. address the many divorces going on. As you, I think you sent me a tweet that someone said, oh, what a day for divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Philip Lewis. My man's always on the grind out here getting the news. Um, but yeah, like this week, divorce has been crazy right now. And it's very disheartening with Tom Brady and uh, Giselle Bunchen. Is that, is that how you pronounce? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, both hiring divorce lawyers, which we kind of knew this was, was heading towards that direction where it seems like just Tom Brady just loves being around the guys and his supermodel wife. I mean, it's his choice. Do what you do, my guy. Uh, but I wouldn't have made that choice. Uh, and we see the residuals. Uh, singer, R&B singer, Miguel, his wife is filing for divorce. Uh, that was that was the guy that made probably one of the most connected. Let's stay second, second split, though, right? Is it? That's- yeah, they parted, they parted ways before where they were separated and they got back together. Oh, so. Man. Yeah, That's unfortunate. So maybe it'll happen again. <laughs> still hope. Still hope. Um, also, he didn't t- want uh, from the Fame Show, Sister Sister, 
that is a uh, uh, community classic. Tia Mori. And now well, we watched Split. We, we watched Tia and Tamara too. Yeah, come on, you coming into the community we, too? We watched it. We we, we, watched we claim you, you invite to the cookout, Jason. Okay, thanks. <laughs> um, it announced her divorce from uh, Corey Hardrick after 14 years. Ooh, they had a good run. And then, of course, back to Love is Blind, Ayana and Jared, they did not make it. She officially filed for divorce from her husband she found on the TV show. So, Man, as a, as a <laughs> don't now don't laugh. Man. See, me, no, and Tony, us, me and Tony both thought they were genuine. We both thought they were gonna make it. Don't laugh at this. The only okay? reason I'm laughing because I I thought that show was bull, and I do did think of all the people who went on the TV show to find the love of their life. I did think they had the best shot of making it, and they are filing for divorce. So that part is sad. Yes, however, that, man. However, man, I, like, come on, man, you, you, it's a TV show. Okay, Russ, go ahead. Make, make light of their lives. That's fine. Thousand percent. Well, they, they made light of it by going okay. on the TV show. So we got people that are uh, enjoying watching others get divorced. Uh, I got my list here. Russ Dorsey and Antonio Brown. <laughs> don't, don't put me in the same category with him this week, man. Come on, man. Are you familiar with Fat Joe? Yeah. Are you familiar with the fact that Fat Joe is not actually that fat? anymore he slimmed he slimmed slim joe i believe he's dropped like 100 pounds or more Husky. he's uh believed to be somewhere like maybe around 250 or so so hey, he's not really for fat joe. not really fat joe anymore and he's now he's 52 and he's got three kids but he says he spent way too much time and money kind of building the brand and the name recognition of fat joe that he's not going to change it no, 100%. He's, no. He's not going to shift to uh, Husky Joe like you say <laughs> no no you 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 build your brand on fat joe that's who you are now. Like, and good, but good for Fat Joe that the that he's, you know, in shape, looking good. You're healthy, and think him. Him, he was around Big Pun, like that was his man's. And Big Pun, you know, passed away at an early age, and and Big Pun was around five bills, they say, or four or five bills when when he passed. So like, you see that up close, and you're just like, hey, let let me, let him be around for these kids. Fat Joe said that that factored in. Well, there you go. Also, uh, so a little controversy around Fat Joe. Uh, people started to question, why is he saying the N-word? Oh, this I'm not, I'm not aware of. Hold on. I mean, I, the fact that people just asking that now. <laughs> that's, that's what I was saying. I mean, it's been over 25 <laughs> years and he's been doing it. Y'all just start asking now. I have more questions for the people that are posing the questions. But, I, I, uh, I always felt a little bit indifferent about it. I was like, well, I, I mean, personally, I never was a Fat Joe fan in general. Uh, but I've always thought that. I'm like, hmm. So uh, we, we, we good with this. One. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah listen, listen, man. Different story for a different, a different story for a different day. Uh, Jason, continue. And finally, Russ, uh, scientists and biologists do a lot of great and important research when it comes to the animals. They also do this. A team of scientists found that penguins can shoot their poop, projectile poop from the penguins. Uh, quote, I was surprised by the extremely strong penguin's rectal pressure, said lead scientist Hiroyuki Tajima. 
They kind of shoot it with a slight arc a little bit. I'm not sure exactly why they do this, but the Humboldt penguins are 28 inches tall, for example, and they can fire their poop 53 inches away, so more than four feet away. And this, uh, as they put it in the report, uh, quote, achievement is parallel to an adult human being able to shoot their poop more than 10 feet away. So, like, picture, like, the average distance of, uh, of a bear's pass. Like, that far. They can launch it that far. Mm. Birds that eat f- meat and fish, the scientists learned. Uh, this is all in a scientific report. Uh, birds that eat meat and fish usually poop with more force because those foods create this irritating uric acid. A 2019 study found. I did a little bit of digging on this. Um, one thing I was curious about, though, is, okay, we've got our greatest minds on this. We've got our scientists, our biologists, like all these people that have gone through years and years of school. We've got our best people figuring out uh, about penguins shooting their poop horizontally. Why? What's the purpose of this? What, are, what, what What's the use of this information other than just how we've all been edified by it just now? Um, and the answer is that it's basically for handlers of penguins. It's basically so zoo people who work at zoos and aquariums that deal with penguins know, you know, to steer clear, to stay without, you know, outside the blast radius of after the penguins eat. I mean, here's my thing, Jason. Just like you, you in the you guys in the football uh, reporter journalist community have a pro football focus. These people mm-hmm. have this. Yeah, it's analytics. Yeah, this is their pro football focus. That's the news. You, you never cease to amaze me on these, Jason. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Sports Adjacent. We thank everybody out there for listening. Once again, we'd like to thank our newest partner, BetMGM. You could be a part of our two promos with BetMGM. If you bet $10 on any NFL game, you win $200 in free bets if either team that you bet on scores a touchdown using promo code adjacent 200. That is adjacent two zero zero or your first bet gets reimbursed with free bet credit. If you lose. So if you bet $75 on the Chargers this week and they lose, you get $75 back for a future bet up to a thousand dollars by betting using promo code adjacent 1000. That's adjacent one zero zero zero. And as always, we thank our friends over at Sheets and Giggles. If you want the, as Jason likes to call, the medium firm mattress made of steel coils, latex, eucalyptus, keep you cool at night. Go to SheetsGiggles.com forward slash SA to get $230 off the eucalyptus mattress. You can also get some sheets, get your discount on sheets as well. Flannel sheets, they have the the sheet set that we have different colors. They have gray, baby blue. They have cream. They have whatever you want. If you like the striped sheets, they have those as well. They look really nice, the royal blue. Um, You can get all that sheets, giggles.com. Tone, this is your last weekend Mm -hmm. sleeping in the bed by yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, take the Lord along with me everywhere I go. So, you know, <laughs> technically I'm not alone. 
Okay. Uh, not where I thought that was going, but uh, in the highways and the byways. You th- feel thank me? you. Thank you. The byways is definitely the blackest thing <laughs> in the world. I don't, know where black, I don't know where black people came up with byway, but that's another story for another day. Uh, yes, Tone, the Lord goes with you everywhere you go. But <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah, she's and giggles. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. These are, she's looking forward to having them. We've already ordered more oh, uh, yeah. for, for the new condo. So, uh, but yeah, thanks to Sheets and Giggles for supplying these wonderful sheets. We thank you. We appreciative of them. And I am looking forward to coming back as a married man. Both literally and figuratively. He's going to be completely different when we get him back next time. He's going to be pleated khakis and oh, happier, <laughs> way happier, <laughs> lighter on his feet, way happier. Oh, Tom, I can't wait to talk about it. And <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.